Welcome back to another edition of Common Sense Uncensored. I believe this is episode number eight, and we have with us Lee Hensrud. Before we get to him, though, I want to talk about executive properties for a second. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is a company that I've done thousands and thousands of dollars of business in with, and um, I can't say enough about the job Barry Romo and his crew do um, with executive properties. You know, you, you, you might see... Uh, <clears throat> you know other companies lesser companies you know slap some stuff together that's not what you get with barry uh, barry and executive properties take care of everyone it's excellent craftsmanship and so you just got to see it for yourself so i would recommend giving those boys a shout and um let's get their telephone number here for you 701-330-1273 that is Executive Properties at 701-330-1273 or hit the website at www.executiveproperties.org and give them a, give them a chance to uh, turn you into a lifelong customer. Uh, my guest we have today is none other than Lee Hensrud. Lee, hey. how in the hell are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, hanging in there, a little sun-kissed from the lake. Uh, it was a nice long weekend to celebrate Independence Day. God, a beautiful holiday that we have here in this country. Oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm dedicating myself to not calling it the 4th anymore. Mm. It's gotten to be a habit of mine over the years, and I think it used to just be like a slip of the tongue or, you know, not ending thing intentionally meant to, to take away from Independence Day. But I believe that now people actually use that in a sly way to take away from actually calling it Independence Day. No, I agree. I think that a lot of times people, you, you kind of forget the meaning of something, and you have, to, you have to say what it is so people understand what we're actually celebrating. I mean, it, every, every, there's so many days now that people want to celebrate, and they just kind of, this day and this day. Well, why are we celebrating this day? Because it's our independence, right? I mean, we are who we are today because of what we're celebrating. Uh, Jen showed me something on Facebook that was really interesting. I don't know how she got to this particular screen, but it was those like animated little pictures mm-hmm. that you can put on for whatever people's birthdays or whatever. And every country had one for Independence Day except for America. America was Fourth of July. What does that tell you about Facebook, big tech, and their censorship? Well, I don't know about you, but I both had it with big tech and Facebook and censorship in general. Um, I think it's people need to wake up to it. I mean, we could go hours talking about it. You know, it's it's all these little subtle things, and and at the end they they achieve a big thing, and that is to dumb down everything so we forget exactly why we're so privileged to be in this country and why this is the greatest country on earth. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's yep. no, it's no different than the way the gun lobby or the anti gun lobby is slowly picking away, because if mm-hmm. they just take away a little, you might not notice it that much, and a little here and a little there adds up to be a lot. And I believe that's what tech is trying to do. I mean, and I'm a hypocrite. I still have Facebook, only because I plan on running for county commission next time around. But still, I still have it. I don't do uh, the Twitter any or <laughs> the Twitter anymore. But I still I still horse around on Facebook. It's not election related. So, I mean, I'm not exactly sitting on ivory tower here. <coughs> Pardon me, but uh, it 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 is a thing and. You, don't, you, you know, you, you see this stuff happen, and you just kind of, you shrug your shoulders a little bit, but then you just go on with your day. But it's important to take notice. I think a lot of it, Mark, is 
you know, you're busy and, and life is busy for everybody. And you try to pick your battles, right? Well, every time there's a tiny little skirmish, you're like, well, that's not the right battle to fight. You know, I'll wait for the bigger fight. Like you said, though, a thousand, I mean, when is the bigger fight? We're in the middle of it. That's where we're, it's right now. And, and people are naive to think that we're not in a full-fledged war right now for our country. Oh, I think so. And I, I honestly, I think Big Deck is not even the primary. Um, I, I believe that there's a massive, kind of starting with the United Nations, in my opinion, and some big money with the United Nations mm-hmm. that they needed or need yet still to take America down a peg because, you know, we were the last beacon of freedom. They don't want people fleeing their countries for America. They want to control everybody. The last thing that people in China or Germany want is, you know, all their folks, Mm -hmm. you know, aspiring to live in America. And then, you know, maybe one day coming back to China or Germany and saying to their friends and neighbors how wonderful it is. They don't want that. So they're willing to throw resources at turning our country into a piece of shit like theirs. I think there's no doubt about it. I mean, you can just look around. I mean, you hear it on the news. You hear it on the mainstream media. You hear it out of politicians all the time. You know, why is America so great? We're not that great. We're no better than anybody else. And they keep dumbing it down. It's because when people in other countries realize the freedoms we have here, that we should have, and they realize what their potential could be by coming here, then they say, well, why can't we do this at home? And that causes problems. It causes problems for your China, your, you know, your, even your Europe, your Russia, it, it, Iran. I mean, these places, they like control. They got to control everybody. Every country besides this one, to some extent, is on the, I guess, communism scale, right? Mm-hmm. A 10 is a full-blown dictatorship, which communism turns into. So we'll put China there. You probably want to put Russia there, whatever. Venezuela is probably a 9. All the way down, all the countries are on the scale, except for ours. And, well, I shouldn't say we're not on the scale anymore. I believe we're inching up it. But this is, in my opinion, I mean, the fact that we can sit here and talk about it, and there's not bullets flying at us is a plus. Yeah. And, you know, that, that could be temporary. You know, they, they try to silence uh, freedom of speech all the time. And, and one thing I notice, if anybody's paying attention over uh, Independence Day weekend, is is the divisiveness coming out of everywhere you turn. And, and it's the race card, and it's, it's pitting each other, people against each other, to divide us, right? You got that Maxine Waters out there running her mouth, talking about how this country was founded for white men only. She said that this weekend. <laughs> and you got Cori Bush over here. I think she's a rep of some sort. She, she comes out and she talks about how the, uh, the blacks are still not free and uh, we're on stolen land. And it's like everything they can pull out of their bag of tricks to try to divide us, they're throwing out there just like, just like throwing gas everywhere. But they're just throwing it at this country. Yeah. They're not throwing it at the countries that are currently actively using slavery. Oh. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> it's, it's an attack on specifically this country. It is not, these people don't care about what, what happened 400 years ago. They might care a little, but it's not like they're you know, losing sleep at night and, you know, ripping their shirts off like Hulk Hogan and with their arms to the heavens going, why, God, why? Okay, they might care a little, but it's not to that extent, right? Mm-hmm. They, she, they know that blacks are free. What a freaking stupid statement that is. You know, I think Joe Biden, President Biden was just saying this last few days ago that he thinks she should run for Senate. 
Well, you got to realize what these people are doing. They're, they're trying to destroy us from within. What other country on the planet can someone like Maxine Waters with her rhetoric and her divisive tone and the things she says about people, where else would she have that platform other than the freedom she has in the United States? They, if she was in a country like Russia, you, would, you wouldn't have seen Maxine for years. She, she'd be gone. She'd have been dead 50 years ago. I mean, really, they, they, you know, say that stuff in Iran. Go ahead and say, even say it in Great Britain and see what happens to you. They'll shout you down. Oh, go it, talk shit about the Ayatollah, like yeah. you said in Iran. See what happens. Yeah. See, see how long it is till you disappear. It, it, it's just crazy. And they use those very freedoms. To, and and it, that's the mind-boggling part, is why do they want to turn us backward? Why do they want to make us like these other countries? Comes down to money, comes down to control, comes down to power. That's that's what I think it oh, comes. It's a hundred percent. It, it's this, these people hate not having control over other people. Mm. It's why they try to sissify things like the United States military because we were creating too many badasses, so they got to do a bunch of sissy crap to pull people's focus away from their missions and their training. Uh, how, how how long have they been attacking the NHL and the NFL? Mm. These people. They don't like other people having the ability to defend themselves. You know, I bring it in perspective locally here. You talk about, like, critical race theory. You talk about these divisive things they want to teach our children. They're already teaching our children in school. In the last school year, I had three middle schoolers. They all just came home at different times during the year and talked to me about how everything's the white man's fault. White people are privileged. They're born racist because they're white. I mean, they're, here, they're getting this stuff at school, in public school. Whether they're being taught directly or indirectly and just fed this little bit at a time, it's happening right here, right? And I think when the teachers union, the NEA, came out over the weekend, and they're going to, I don't know if you saw this article, Mark, but they actually are, they have a plan in place. They're going to spend like 50 grand or more nationally to target groups that are against critical race theory and find out what they can do to discredit those groups. So they, they, they came out in advance and said, if you're not for this, we are going to be searching into your background and figuring out how to... Yeah. So, so yes. they're using cancel culture on people that think that critical race theory well, isn't good for the young minds of, of our youth? They, they've changed the language, right? You change the language to change the, the narrative. So it went from critical race theory to anti-racism. So they're only te- Mark, they're only teaching anti-racism in school. Why would we be against teaching that? So that's what they're calling it now. And if, if you're like the Heritage Foundation and others that have came out against this, now they're being targeted. I don't know if teachers in our area are part of it, understand that, but this union is going after these people that dare to dissent. Lee, you're in your 40s. Mm-hmm. How many actual racists have you met in your life? Somebody that judges people based on the color of their skin. Um, very few, if any. I'm sure you hear a comment here or there, but if you want to talk about what a real racist is, that actually you know won't sit beside somebody because of what color they are, won't eat with them, won't go into a bar with them, won't visit with them at the gas station, I can't say that I've met somebody that's hardcore racist like that. I don't think I have either. No, real, real. Where you where you knew they were racist, you know, where you actually there was no doubt about it. And and if you listen to some of these people on the left, especially. Or even in the middle, they, they, they want you to believe that there's people all over the place like that. And that you're, we are one of those people. You, if you listen to those people, you would literally think that 40% of America was transgendered and that the other 60% was wearing Ku Klux Klan robes and meeting yep. at Klan meetings and burning crosses on the weekends. Yep. Um, no, you friggin' idiots. 
you know what we're doing on the weekends? We're watching our kids play sports. We're boating around the lake. We're fishing. And we are target practicing, you little, little snots. <laughs> I, I think you hit the, the word of the day being sissy. I think the thing is, is these sissies, that's what they are. They come out and they, and they try to battle us with words. They try to divide us. What, what they don't understand is, is that we've just kind of let them go for a while here. You know, pretty soon you're, they're going to get kicked back. And we kick a lot harder than they do. And, and, and I'm not afraid to say it. There's going to come a time where you're going to have to stand up for your children. You're going to have to stand up for your livelihood. You're going to have to stand up for your country. And you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is. And it's, it's not going to be pretty. Because these people will not stop until they take away everything that our forefathers before us and, and everyone else before us has done to create this great country. What was the terminology that the superintendent here in town used on the on the uh, critical race theory question when he, was, when he was asked it and he moonwalked like Michael Jackson away from it. Well, he's so slip. He's more slippery than, well, I won't get into that. But either way, he's... Hey, this is common sense on censor, baby. You can. I'm I, on the record I, with that I, guy. I, I can't I, stand him. Well, I'll tell you what. It was a slimy answer. It was a not yet um, and a not right now. Um, that right there uh, should have people shaken. Like, I don't think, I don't think parents understand... Um, what really we're talking about here. We're talking about programming children to believe that they're inferior based on their skin color, that they're treated poorly based on their skin color, and that their friends that they've been playing with on the playground for years and gotten to know and shared a sandwich with or had a pop with, that somehow now those people hate them because of their color and they have to be treated differently. And I think that if we don't stop it now, the train's going to get out of the station. It already has in our higher ed and it's, it, how do you turn that back, Mark? You don't turn it back. You just don't let it happen. Right. And that's, that's where we need to be. We need to be loud about this uh, at, every, at every turn. I mean, this needs to be brought to people's attention. I, kids are not born racist. They don't need to be taught not to be. I don't know if I showed you that picture or not of my son saying his goodbyes to his buddies while they were all three crying after kindergarten let out because my son was switching schools. Um, my son was... Obviously, my son and the other two boys were black boys, and they love each other. They were crying. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is not a kid that needs to be taught. He's inferior and racist. And those kids do not need to be taught to dislike or hate Roman because he's white and possibly his ancestors umpteen years ago uh, may have enslaved those kids. That Well, first of all, in our family, that didn't happen. I don't, there's mm -hmm. nothing that uh, lineates us back to any sort of uh, slave ownership at all anyways, but you, you get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking kind of in, the, in a collective manner. Well, I, I think that, you know, and like I referenced earlier, you know, my son came home, he was seventh grade last year, and in class, in some random class, they had him take some tests, some Harvard tests on the computer. And it was to tell them basically, hey, you're, you're born racist, and these are, these are examples of what you have as privileges and when I confronted the teacher about it, I was told that it was anonymous and that it was just a class exercise, but I never did get an answer, even though I went right up the ladder. Of course, you get to Brenner and you get, you know, cream of wheat. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't get anything of substance. You know, it's just it's uh, muck. I'm going to try to get him on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> think he'd do it? Well, well, and No, I don't think he'd do it. He'd, <laughs> no, he'd have an excuse. Here, here's the thing, though, and I'll say this again. If anybody's listening, we, Brenner... And I don't mind calling him out, if that's okay to call him out by name. Call him out, baby. Okay. Brenner is an employee. Okay. He's an employee of, of the taxpayer. He's an employee. And he's got more influence on what our children are learning 
than anybody. And he's, he works for us. And the people that are elected, now granted they get a stipend to be a board member, but they're elected officials. We can recall them, we can reelect them, or we can, we can not elect them. We can't do nothing to Brenner, and he's running the whole show. The way to get to Brenner is through the elected officials, right? Because if you have enough on the board that think the same way, then he gets stopped with his curriculum. We all know that he's already bringing critical race theory into our school district. It's already there. And now with the addition of this new superintendent that came in here, I've done a little research on her, uh, I'm going to expect more of it. And I think that if people want to make change happen, and I know it's tough, I ran myself unsuccessfully, but you have to be willing to take the time to at least either get on that board or back somebody that you know is going to do something, and you need to get people on that board, and you need to steer it the right direction. Well, I remember when he was asked, um, why did you use the term equity? Mm. Remember his answer. He says, whoa, oh, th- here's, that's a great question. Here's what that means. If you've got three people standing under an apple tree, and one's taller, and one's a little shorter, and one's a little shorter than that, it's, equity is bringing in a step stool so that the two shorter people can also reach an apple. And I'm thinking to myself, you, what in the hell? Why can't the older guy just grab an apple for his two buddies? I mean, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be that simple? It would be that, that simple. I do think that when, when, he, when he said that, and I heard him when he said that, you know, I was thinking to myself, is that how you see our kids? Is you see there are some that are superior and some that are not? And what are you basing that on? Are you basing that on their skin on color? skin color. Of course you are. That's exactly what he's saying. So, so you're, you're basing that on skin color. So you're telling me that in 2021, that based on your skin color, in the Grand Forks Public School, you're getting more or less of an education because of your color. Is that, is that what he's trying to allude to? Yes. Okay. So to me, that's racist in itself. The people that bring out race and talk about skin color are the racist. The people that, and, and I, you may disagree on this, I, I've told others this, I think the phrase African-American itself is a racist term. It is saying that people are, if you're black, you're not, you're not an American, you're African-American. People look at me, they see an American. Why? Why don't they see the guy that's sitting next to me that's black as an American? They have to put that African in front of it because he's black, therefore he's not a full American like me. Now that might be a stretch to some people, but when I hear it in public, and I hear people talking about it, and my kids' buddies come over, many of whom are different colors. They have skin. They come over, and I don't say, hey, where's your African-American friend? <laughs> no, I call them by name. You know, where's Cade? Where, 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 you know, where's so-and-so? I, it doesn't even cross my mind. But they want us to be re- referring to them, not, not the actual blacks themselves, but a lot of the people that want to take care of them and help them. Yeah. They want us to call them that because it's a divisive term. Do you get called, like... European American or wherever your aunt, you know, do they ever ask you where you're, you know, is that what you go by? I'm spinning this around the hamster wheel and I'm tending to agree with you. Uh, I hadn't, it didn't really, to be honest, hadn't really occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard it briefly touched on in the past, but I didn't engage at all. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, the more I think, the more thought I give that, the more I agree with you that what's the point? Why are we identifying them in that way? They're probably the same people that want to use that term. Are the same ones that say they're, that black folks are incapable of uh, getting a driver's license yeah. or a photo identification to vote. It's just dumb. It's, ins- it's insulting when they talk about voter suppression. As if blacks and Native Americans or any other color, and they should just be called Americans too. See, I get sucked into it too. It, it, it's insulting to suggest that they can't go get a driver's license. It's insulting to suggest that they're too stupid to get a photo ID that's free from the government. It's insulting. If I was black... 
I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Do I need special privileges because I'm sitting at home on my couch eating pizza and I can't go down the street and get a photo ID? But, but they keep on with this whole it's suppression, it's suppression. When you hear Asian-American, that's, that's putting them in a silo. You hear African-American, it's another silo. Latino-American, it's another silo. I thought we were indivisible. I th- united. United States. We're, we're Americans. Melting pot, right? No more. Now everybody's got a silo. Everybody's got a corner on the street. And we're all looking at each other differently because we're not all Americans anymore. Well, and that, that, that kind of there's another dovetail off of that that I think might be interesting. You always hear in the media the phrase the black community, mm-hmm. the Asian community. Well, what do you mean? Like, right. I, I live real close to both black and Asian folks in, in my neighborhood. Are we not part of the same community? That, that, that drives me a little bit nuts, too, because it feels like it's an intentional way of, of separating and dividing people into, into their own boxes just for the uh, a power grab, basically. Because, you know, if you get enough people hating each other by getting them all stirred up, that's when, that's when the, there's a, the vacuum gets opened up and you can snatch power. Right. It's like the prison system. You, you watch these, you know, and maybe it's in movies more so, but you watch a prison movie, right? You got your Latinos over here. You got your blacks. You got your neo-Nazis over here. You got all your people. Well, <laughs> neo-Nazis are always white, right? So then you got all these different factions, and there's power in that prison, and everybody's got their own little area that they control. And out in the real world, we're all supposed to enjoy this country together, and, and, they, don't, and they don't want that, and it bugs the hell out of me. When I hear African, it's just a thing that's bothered me for years, and I've talked to some blacks about it, friends of mine, and they hate it. Because they're like, we're not from Africa. We grew up on Cherry Street. What the hell are you talking about? I was born in Baltimore. You know, I hear this all the time. They're like, I'm about as African. You know, I've heard guys say to me, I'm about as African as you are freaking, you know, Norwegian. I've never been to Norway. I'm an American. Nothing against Norway, but I'm an American. We don't, and it, it, it drives, it's just another divisive piece. And now if they can't divide us on race, they're going to divide us on gender and sexual orientation. They're trying to pick at everything they can to make us different from each other so that they can control us. Because then who, who can we rely on? The government. Well, in honor of uh, the day after Independence Day, as far as common sense uncensored on Grand Fork's best source is concerned, mm-hmm. everyone's just an American. Yeah, I would hope so. Everyone's I mean, an American. And that includes Whitney Berry, by the way, who yes, just recently she, became one. Congratulations again to Whitney for that. Congratulations to her. But she is not a Canadian-American to me. She's an American. Actually, technically, she might be one of the only people that I would consider calling the double thing because she's keeping citizenship. Dual the, citizenship. Now, that's a good That's a good point you just made. I think Bochensky's got a kid that is a kazakhstani american <laughs> well you know and that's a big difference if you're born somewhere else and you have dual citizenship and you want to respect both that's fine with me if you want to maintain the citizenship yeah, yeah then that's the, but we're talking about what a percentage of a percentage of a percentage right. of, of you know americans that have dual citizenship oh, that's a good point but so yeah well, that, 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 those are the outliers but anyways so yeah for as far as this show is concerned we're all just americans and uh Stop calling everybody racist because I, I, like I said earlier, I don't think I've met one. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's, and, and you know, you don't like to talk about violence, but when I hear people say that, it's like such an insult to me when people are like, oh, you're just a racist. You're just a racist. So I'll, how would you like to say that with my fist in your mouth? Because <laughs> you're basically saying I'm a pile, right? And, and then people just get away with it's it. It's always online too. You know, what did, I think Mike Tyson said it recently. He's been quoted a lot lately on this specific quote. 
but I, it's something to the effect. Now, this would be a paraphrase of, you know, an awful lot of people are pretty tough online because they've they're not afraid of getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And even at Mike Tyson's advanced age, um, I watched him his last fight. Huh. That mf'er can still throw leather. Uh-huh. Holy crap! I would not want to take one of those hits. I, uh, the last thing you want to do is get hit by Mike Tyson, in my opinion. And I, I that, well, that was true in the '80s. I think it's still true. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, if I'm looking at like, you know, uh, May, May, uh, Mayweather or or Conor McGregor or, you know, pick your mm-hmm. badass. Man, I'm still gonna shy away from Tyson. I mean, he, he's, he is just a tough son of a bitch. If you, were, if you were picking teams, like, you know, back in the day on kickball or something, you were picking teams, I'd still pick him before those guys because I know he's going to come through in the end. You know, he's been through it. And speaking of Mike Tyson, I've got, uh, I got a buddy named Jack Gregory. He owns the Bun Lounge. He's, he's just a fraction, not as quite as tough as uh, Tyson, but he's down close. And I wanted to tell you guys about the Bun Lounge's third annual pre-Sturgis party 2021. It's on July 30th and 31st. They're going to have free live music, food by L&M Meats, a burnout stage for the motorcycles. So you don't want to miss out on the best party in town to go to at the Bun Lounge's third annual pre-Sturgis party. That Friday the 30th of July and Saturday the 31st. The Bun Lounge, home of the world-famous Shrimp Caesar, open daily until 2 a.m. The address is 1708 Old Mill Road, Grand Forks. And if you want to give them a shout, 701-772-4366. And that's a number that I'm guessing many housewives uh, around the age of probably 65 have memorized looking for their husbands back in the day before cell phones. So anyways, that number is 701 772 Four three six six. Go in there. Tell Jack Gregory, the owner, that Mark Rusted sent you with Grand Fork's best source. Boy, that sounds good. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? God, watch a bunch of motorcycles burn out. Just the sound of it gets me going a, a little, little bit. A little live music. Yeah. Well, after last year, how bad everything sucked because everything got canceled. We actually had. I'm not a big concert guy, but we had uh, Volbeat tickets and Elton, oh. Elton John tickets. And uh, you're kind of an Elton guy. Be careful. Keep in mind, I'm married, so it might not have been my decision. But I, I will say this: the man is a talent. Yeah. And so his music might not be, uh, you know, front and center on my uh, on my playlist. Yeah. But watching him live, I think, is an event that um, I uh, maybe should land on everyone's bucket list. And Volbeat just kicks ass. Yeah, Volbeat, yeah. They're like the European Metallica. They're just rockers. No, Elton John, you know, he's, I mean, he's got a couple of songs. He's not all bad. You know, he's an entertainer. And he's, you know, he's a big entertainer. But Volbeat would be pretty kick-ass to go to right about now. Did you Did you watch the Elton John movie? No, I actually did not watch the Elton John movie. <laughs> you know, it was an entertaining movie. Um, the guy has lived a life, put it that way. Mm-hmm. He's He has... Uh, been around the block, so to speak. What do you think? See a Grand Forks Elton John? Do we, ha- do we have a pers- <laughs> do we have a Grand Forks Elton John? Somebody that's uh, bigger than life that kind of resembles him a little bit, or boy, I tell you what, I mean, I'm going to take sexual preference and completely take it off the table here, and just as a guy that's really lived life, yeah, I'll say Mark Kalk. 
Mark Call, K yeah. K Dog. He's he's had a hell God. of a of a run, man. That guy's been in the spotlight in town here for how long? You know, I can't remember not seeing Mark. You know, you know what? Think of the things he's seen. Think of the people he's met. Oh yeah, every basically everybody that organizes any event in town introduces Mark to the headliners or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's been to. Has he missed a, a sporting event of any type in 40 years? God, you, and in all honesty, you can go to many, if not all, sporting events, and you can find them. I mean, it's, it's incredible. My kids even noticed that. I told them, I said, well, yeah, and you know, I've introduced him, you know, kind of. He just laughs, you know, but. Yeah, K-Dog he, is an American treasure. Yeah, he's been around. You'll well, have, well, have to get him in sometime, Mark, and get him here. Should I, should I see if I, K, oh, K-Dog yeah, can come in? That'd you be, should. A, that'd be a fun show. Say, um, so, uh, one one last uh, pimp for this. I really do think uh, if you got nothing to do on Friday, July 30th and the following day, 31st, hit the Bun Lounge, mm-hmm. say hi to Jack, have a few cold beers, have a little food from L&M Meats. You can't beat that and listen to some live music. It's about time we all get out and do some stuff. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting event. Is that is that outside? Does it say if it's outside or it's going to be so many people there? I'm sure. It's well, I would assume if they're outside. burning out motorcycles. We're no, talking I mean outside. like the after part. You know, like the whole spiel. The I'm, I'm, I would guess it's yeah, both. Probably yeah. a little in, probably a little out. Oh God, it's going to be great. Yeah. So good for them. I'm glad they got something going on. And well, head head on and check it out. Lee, what else you got on your mind today? Oh man, man, we beat we beat the hell out of the school board. Uh, the <laughs> I don't even know if we district. got started on the school board, but uh, yeah, no. it's it's. There's always so many things that one thing I want to bring up. It's kind of a side topic, if I can. Yeah. Is um, and I've talked about this before locally, but you know, is is is, and I know you know Brandon, Brandon's doing a lot of great things with some of the leaders in the city. They're trying real hard to bring stuff to Grand Forks. You know, the BMX thing. There's all kinds of stuff down the pipe that's coming down, but. I want to talk about the identity of Grand Forks for a second. As someone who travels a lot for youth sports, I, I can't keep saying it enough. It's like, and I know it's not all about youth sports, but I have some relatives that are here from Florida right now. They came up for the fourth, and they used to live here. And when you talk about the things that that there's for young people to do where they're at, and they're not in a big city or anything in Florida, but they're in a city comparable, and you talk about you know, where do you take your kids for this? Where do you take your kids for that? Where do you, you know, what do you do? And it really puts a bright light on where we are in Grand Forks. Um, if you listen to, to local radio or whatnot or other media sources and you, and you hear people call in or talk about things online, they complain about the streets. Uh, why is this traffic light so slow? Why is this stop sign not here? Why are people driving so fast by my house? Why has my grass been picked up this week? I'm not saying those aren't legitimate concerns. But people need to throw some cold water in the face and realize, why aren't families moving here? Why aren't businesses putting up shop here? Now, granted, like I said, we've seen some, some progress in that, so I'm not being all cold well, water. Well, I, I wouldn't but, say that. Grand uh, Forks County is about to lose a district, which means we're going to lose two reps and a senator. Oh, geez. See, it, it, the thing is, is if, if, if take you and I out of it for a second. If you were a family, let's say you were a start a young family and you, and you just got out of college, say you got married. I actually know some people in this exact demographic and you're thinking two three kids a couple kids and you want to put your roots down and you'll look at grand forks and then you look at other areas what shy what shouts at you from grand forks put your roots down here i mean let's be honest what what is exactly what is the draw because the thing is is if i want to take my kids somewhere and teach them how to play pool there's nowhere for kids to go play pool in town 
There's a bowling alley that, thank God, we still have one left we, over there. There's, there's so many things going on in other towns that you can't fit it all into your schedule when you go there for the weekend. But here you're like sitting at home on the couch going, well, what can we go do today? You know, it's a day off from school. What can we do? And every time I bring this up, people are like, well, you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's not getting better. I mean, there's little things, but what do you think, Mark? I mean, I know I beat this thing to death. People don't like hearing it, but it's like, what, what can we do to revitalize, revitalize this area make people want to come here? Well, personally, I think we should have a casino. A casino? A casino right off the interstate. Put a new interchange in the south end, slap a casino over there uh, near 47th and interstate, and develop the hell around it. Put a, put a man-made lake there with lake lots around it with a gigantic uh, trunk. Club. What's that? Gentleman's Club. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, wants, Paul wants a titty bar. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> but a gigantic trunk line com- I mean, coming out of this lake, right? Oh. And so every new development, instead of having to build its own mosquito pond, they can just tap into the trunk line for a, just a tapping fee. So you don't lose 20 lots when you do a new development. That'll drive the prices down. Okay. Mm-hmm. It Well, and... Plus, it'll give us more room for houses. Those, those ponds are so stupid. But if you did a big um, regional pond like that and turned it into a lake, then you're kind of doing something, even though you, we don't really want to have to have the ponds. Now we're doing something that you can actually kill two birds with one stone with and turn it into a recreational area where people could live on. You could put a hotel around it, the casino, of course. That would be what I would do. I mean, there are some good things going in Grand Forks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's impossible not to talk about Grand Forks without immediately the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena coming to mind. I mean, that's obviously our crown jewel. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Forks' best source, no question about it. You know, crown jewel. Uh, there's, you know, great golf here. And actually even really good golf just out in the county, too. Yeah. I mean, there's some really nice Niners uh, floating around out, out in the county. Um you know, you heck, Laramore is just a. Is Laramore in Grand Forks County? I think yes, that, yep. that is a golf course. Oh, yeah. How do they afford to keep it in that condition? Oh, it's beautiful out there, and you know, it's you're always busy. You go by there, and it's very, very nice. You know, and and, and you know, you point out some good things, right? I'm not saying that we're living in a in a pit here, right? But you know, when you think about like when I travel the roads, right? You know, Fargo speaks for itself. I mean, you know, it's a mini metro. It's the biggest city. I mean, obviously, they got stuff going on there. And it's not just Thunder Road. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But you know that you're never going to run out of things to do when you're there for a weekend. Um, even if you go down 94 and, you, you know, you get to, like, Jamestown. They got that huge buffalo. They got the mu- Buffalo Museum. They got a full weekend of stuff you can do there. Then you get to Bismarck. I mean, what can't you do in Bismarck? And you, and you go to these places. But when, you, when, the, when the interstate opens up or when... Lee, can- Lee. If we got a huge buffalo here, I'd be so freaking pissed. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to throw a flag on the field on the huge well, buffalo well, as something to do. What do they do? Take a picture in front of well, it? Well, they do the take a lot moose. of pictures in it, but but it's the stuff around it. Okay, it, it, it's like, oh, have you been there? No. Well, how dare you knock it if you haven't been well, there? Well, because of the way you framed it. There's a huge buffalo. No, like, it's oh, the world's so? largest buffalo, for one thing. And second of all, it's got the, this whole, like, old-time town you can walk around in and all this other stuff. doubling down on this buffalo no, no, bullshit. Just, well, do we have a buffalo? <laughs> we, we, no, we got some dumbass-looking rock sitting over in front of the Alaris Center that <laughs> no, looks like... You don't say that in front of oh, Christy. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I said worse in front of Christy. No, but the thing is, here's the thing. 
when you cut, let's just say they open up that Canadian border someday, even if they don't, and you're coming down the interstate, and the first thing from the north, and you see, you see the old, I know it's for sale now, but you see the old Holiday Inn, whatever the hell it is, hotel boarded up, and then you see the Ramada, and, and, and they're trying, and then you see that right behind the uh, visitor center, you see the, the bank that's closed and boarded up, and you see all that stuff, does it make you want to turn into Grand Forks? Uh, I guess not, but neither would a friggin' buffalo. <laughs> no, but imagine a huge water park there. I mean, a towering slide like that you see from my, like from Manville. You see it, a huge towering water slide that they have in Mandan, where people come from all around the whole county and the whole area, and they bring their kids. Not just a swimming pool, but I mean, it takes you twenty minutes to climb up to the top of that sucker just so you can go flying down it. That would be something, right? But people just. We don't need a water slide, just like we don't need a buffalo, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the buffalo is just hilarious. I can't believe you shot my buffalo down. I had to. Oh. I've always wanted to shoot a buffalo. Oh, my God. You know, two years ago, we were uh, driving down to Montana to go elk hunting. And uh, I, I just kind of zipping through the bad lines, not paying too much of attention. I looked to my right, and there was a bison that was immense. Oh, I mean, you would have thought it was a hairy, trunkless elephant. I was mm. like, what the hell? It was just right in the ditch. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like three steps from... I mean, that thing would have totaled out literally any vehicle that came into contact with it. It was big. I, I'd, I'd never seen one that close up before, except for at the farm here in town, but I don't think they have them that big out there. Well, probably not. But holy mackerel. Hey, maybe he wants to uh, put a big buffalo statue well, somewhere. We don't need a buffalo. <laughs> But but here's the thing. Nobody's driving here from, from let's look at it this way. Nobody's driving here from Langdon to see the to see the prairie rose or whatever the hell it's called over in front of the alert. Nobody. Nobody's driving here from like Bemidji to see that. Nobody's coming, hey, let's go to Grand Forks and check out that rock. No. And I love Christy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I would have never put it there, but that's okay. Yeah, Wells, Con- <laughs> Wells Concrete sells off, and they say, "Hey, we got some rock here. It's a rebar. Can you put it over here in front of the Alara Center?" You know when they when they when they knocked <laughs> out when they knocked down that hotel in front of the library, I, I took a picture of it because it had knocked it down basically in such a way that it looked almost exactly like that. Should have left it there. I know. <laughs> Should have been historical society. Should have came in and said that this is a monument here. I took a picture and said it, Christy, and I and I said I didn't realize you guys did two of these, and then I got like a middle finger emoji back. You know, there, there's, got, there's people out there probably listening, and I know that it, they, they think I'm Mr. Negative, and they, they, oh, you're just bitching about this and all this, and you're complaining about this and everything. Well, you should be happy somebody's upset, because if you haven't looked around, we're like Mayberry compared to what else, and maybe that's what people want. But, but honestly, it's like we need, a, we need a jolt. Now, granted, we got the BMX thing that's taken off. We got, you know, the mayor's talking about different stuff that's coming down. You know, he's working on feverishly, and I get all that, and that's, that's a great step forward. But, but what, are we, what are we doing? Like, what is our identity in Grand Forks? If, if Brandon wound up being the mayor for, you know, even three quarters as long as Brown was, yeah. I think we'd see amazing things. It's... it's in my opinion, now this is not coming from his mouth. This is just w- what I think. Is I don't know how long somebody like him, with as much going on as he's got going on, can tolerate that you know mm-hmm. ridiculously low-paying job with all that headache, all that stress, all the criticism, all the bullshit that goes with it. I just, I'm, I'm speaking as if I'm in his shoes, you know. I'm definitely not speaking for him, so I hope I'm being very clear on that. But, you know, I just, 
man, I, I see the, because I'm buddies with him, so I see the crap he has to put mm-hmm. up with constantly, and it would be a hell of a shitty job to have is to be a mayor of a town that's been struggling in a state where a lot of the other ones haven't been. And so he's being tasked with basically having to, you know, do a U-turn for Grand mm-hmm. Forks. And that's a that's a big haul. He needs a lot of support. And I sure hope he's getting it with the city council and with the city staff. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. I don't ask him those questions because I don't want to put him in a tough position um, to, you know, talk negatively or positively about somebody. But it's just my um, bird's eye view of it, I guess. You know, and, and talking with Brandon a little bit, you know, on, on different topics, you, you get the feeling, you know, I don't expect him to come in riding on a horse and just magically fix everything, right? He's got so much stuff going on. I get that. And he needs that support. I think the problem is, and we saw this with the school board's referendum, there are so many, if you want to call these people leaders, it's loosely used term, but you got these people in positions and they all have a different view of what they want Grand Forks to look like. If they were actually all somewhat on the same page, imagine the ground we'd make up. But, but you can't. There's people on the city council, there's people on the school board, there's people on that county commission. <laughs> and, and they're all living in a different alternate universe from each other. And they're never going to get on the same page until somebody grabs hold of them and says, hey, this is, this is what we're going to do here. Now, granted, you can have different opinions, but let's agree to disagree on some things and agree to agree on other things and let's move forward. That's the biggest thing I see coming. Well, I uh, couldn't agree with you more. I just hit the crowd clap button, but it, I must not have had the volume well, up you, all the way. But so here. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, uh, I think the town... Yeah, I love I love that we got Brandon in the mayor position. Mm-hmm. I love that we've got Andy in the sheriff's position. So we're going to have a pro law enforcement safe town. I think that's number one. Brandon's working real hard on keeping the budget flat or you know lowering the um, the, the budget. I think he lowered it year one mm-hmm. and kept it flat year two, and so that's you know that's an accomplishment because. What they do is they, well, for instance, if you, let's say that you were being hired on for a job at at, um, at the city of Grand Forks, mm-hmm. well, you wind up in a, um, I think they call it a civil servant title, right? Or a public servant oh, title, yep, yep. which makes you practically unfireable. And that's kind of why Brandon's been pushing at council meetings to have, um, you know, especially some of the higher paying positions um, the newer ones specifically have them be contracted. So after after two years or whatever, however long the contract is, you can look at, at the um, productivity of that person and say, "Well, you know what, it's not here, so we're not going to renew." But with um, with the servants, you can't really do that. You're pretty. It's almost like getting tenure at a university. I don't think a lot of people know that. So it's tougher to clean house than you think because of just the way it's structured when you work for the city. You, uh, you made me think of Deb Swanson there for a second. Um, <laughs> do, does, do, do you think, just to kind of off topic, do you, do you think that Brenner and, and Deb Swanson have, you know, what do you think, wouldn't you love to see their text messages back and forth? 
Oh, can you just imagine that love fest? God, it's too much. Oh, you were too much. You were so brave when you made the kids wear double masks in school. Oh, it was such a leap of faith for you not to come out and say they won't be wearing masks next year so that, you know, my son will be a first grader next year. If, if Brenner does the mask thing again, he will have never experienced school yet without wearing a freaking surgical mask on his face. And the, the science no longer even supports that shit. So it's nothing but an agenda. And I've called him this on the show before, and I'll call it again, and I'd say it to his face. You know I would. The guy is an incompetent fool, and he needs to be removed. Just really quickly, because I, I was trying to find the... Uh, I don't have a camera. Just go back to yourself here. And go, we'll go back to that mask, because that pisses me off to know him, too. But we were talking about the, uh, the northern rose or the prairie rose prairie. a second. God, isn't that beautiful? I was trying to pull up a picture, but apparently on Google, the only way you can access it is to go to the Grand Forks Herald, which I don't understand. But I was able to go to DuckDuckGo and find it. So I just wanted to like, just show an example, because you guys were talking about the difference between Grand Forks. And, oh, here we go. Okay, so uh, is that, here I is can that the switch one? it over. Here we go. So that is our northern rose yeah. right there. Is that the one? It's, a nor- it's called uh, the, or northern rose, right? Or prairie rose, whatever. It's that's rose. The, that's the one in Grand Forks right yeah, there? Yeah, appa- apparently it's called the northern rose. Okay. I thought it was the prairie rose, but it's the northern rose. So look at that beautiful God. piece of art. Yes, I need a moment. Awesome. I need a moment. I need a moment. Yeah. My glasses are fogging you up. Even... I, I wanted to compare it to Uh-oh. a sculpture that's in South Dakota, which in <laughs> this one, is, this one is called Dignity. And let, let, let's just do, do a show of hands of which one you think is better. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that just, that's oh, just amazing. Look at that. Yeah. Go back to the rose. Okay. Go back to the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's that dignity statue at? That's just terrible. Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's not anywhere in the making of this one. <laughs> all right. well, Sorry. All, South Dakota also has another uh, monument that some people might have heard of by the name of Mount Rushmore that, you know, ain't so bad either. Yeah, right. God almighty. Doesn't that just make you want to... It, honestly, it's too ridiculous of a comparison to even get annoyed. Oh, it's... It's so preposterous. But, 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 but Mark, we're... We're not enriched enough to understand true art. That's the problem. It isn't. You know, but, but that's what people would, you know, good friends of ours would say that. Hey, you're not looking at it, right? You're not thinking right. You're not, <laughs> did you, you're not did, understanding it. Did, did, did you hear the guy that did it, did the sculpture when he did his interview about it? I heard when, something when, about this. Yeah, yeah some, somebody addressed the fact that they really didn't know what it was. And he's like, oh, just smoke some weed and have a six pack and look at it from another angle. <laughs> God. <laughs> like that's literally what he said on the on the radio how much, or the TV rather. You know, I know some guys over at Strata. How how much do you think they'd take to do a midnight run over there with some of their equipment and just take care of it for us? You think they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we get a GoFundMe going here or what? Because you know, basically, we need something better than that. Well, it it yeah, it's a gem. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not staying on track. It's hard, man. We're talking about masks and Brenner. That's that's oh, fun. To let's talk go about. back to masks, Paul. I'll turn yeah. your mic up. Okay. Well, you see, so you, you've got a thought or two, I take it, on uh, Grand Forks' mask policy What's... in regards to uh, Terry Brenner and the faculty underneath him that uh, decide that our kids shouldn't be entitled to see one another's facial expressions. Yeah, I'll turn my camera on here. But, uh, I think it should be... A... Oh, yeah, look at that. It's already set up. So... Yeah, these uh these fools, 
I don't really follow politics. That's why I let you host the show. Uh, but if I hear that they want the kids to wear masks starting in this next school year, I will be protesting outside or I will be shout, like shouting at the top of my lungs at school board meetings or the other, well, the, the other main option is I would love to just pull my children out of school altogether because it is absolutely asinine. There is no data whatsoever that says that children should be required to wear masks. I think it is harmful to them. I think it's bad for their mentality. I think it's bad for their health. Their immune systems, absolutely. Gum disease, all kinds of things. There's absolutely no reason for it. I mean, the children, my daughter, she has to wear it. And I mean, it, you know, it makes her sad. And and then you got these teachers over there that are taking them off to yell at the kids and put the masks back oh. on and all this other bullshit going on. And yeah, so you get me on this mask thing, especially with the children. And I, I've had it. I, I, I had a experience on an airplane that just about made me a statistic when it came to masks. Oh. So I, we were, I forget which flight it was because I've traveled a lot lately. I'm, I think it was coming home from Las Vegas uh, two months ago or something like that. And I was out cold, like mm. just in REM mode, sleeping, likely snoring, just, you know, sleeping the flight away, which is the best thing to do. Yep. Okay. And this, and this freaking stewardess, or what do you call a male stewardess? Oh. A steward? <laughs> so the steward, or what are they, what would they you call them? They male? can all be stewardess if they want to be more. Come on. Okay. Well, Flight attendant. We'll call, I'll call them steward. Steward. Okay. So steward. Steward. Steward's tapping me on the shoulder till I wake up out of a, like a deep, deep, good sleep to tell me that my mask slipped just off the tip of my nose. I'm like, uh -oh. are you effing kidding me oh uh, no no your mask has to be above your nose sir okay Stuart. but i was sleeping and you woke me up you need a good freaking reason for that yeah and it better not be that some nonsensical surgical mask slipped below the tip of my nose it's not like i didn't have it on i had the dumb thing on i suppose my you know I probably wasn't moving much air, and maybe in my sleep I, you know, adjusted it or something. But this, it's just gotten to be the, it's nonsense. It, it's the rest of the world's moved on. Wow. Why, why Terry Brenner and Delta Airlines can't get on board? I, it, well, you know, you you can't have it so it's not below your nose because if it's you know if it's not covering your nose, then everybody in the plane is going to get the covids. But if you want to take a drink. Or eat your food, you can remove it completely. Fine. I know. And <laughs> well, Paul, don't you know? See, you should know this. You're in the media. Don't you know that while you're eating and drinking, the virus just takes a break? Yeah. It's like it's like the seventh inning stretch for the virus. So you don't. Yeah. You, you don't need it. It was and going back to even like the kids. So I was on a, a, a trip to Florida, and you know we did it because we were afraid that. If we don't use up this, you know, ticket voucher because we were going to go to Vegas and we were like, we're not going to a place where we've got to wear masks the entire freaking trip. Mm -hmm. So we switched it over to Florida. And on our way back, you know, we had this family. They're all completely masked up. They got their infant on the plane with them. And their, their daughter must have been, I'd say maybe like two, two to three years old. And the kid's just freaking out crying. And I immediately stopped the kids crying because I took off my mask and I smiled at it. 
while the parents are just like, what do we do? What do we do? And they're sitting there and they, well, they just wouldn't take off their masks. And I don't know how many times the stewardess had to come over and Stuart had to come over and tell me <laughs> to put my mask back <laughs> That's on. That's what I'm going with from here on out, by the way. Every male stewardess is if a freaking steward. If you don't put that back on, we're going to pull this plane right over. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's not happening, buddy. <laughs> is, you know, what, what? you want to hear something scary is over the weekend, I, I kind of... I drive every day for my job, so I, I peruse some of the stations that are not even from here. I was listening to a Canadian station where, of course, they're still back in, like, what, August of last year right now, the way they're locked down up there? Oh, they're insane. It's crazy. And this, this lady was on there. Did you see what happened to that pastor? Oh, yeah. Well, which one? Cause the, the one? Well, they broke into his church and then ultimately arrested him on the freeway? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. But I do, and I, that's another topic, uh, the churches that are burning up in Canada. But that's what I thought you were bringing up. But this, this woman was on the radio, and she was talking. It was a Canadian station, and she was a teacher. And you would have thought somebody had, like, and I don't want to be insensitive, but you would have thought somebody had killed her whole family. She was, like, sobbing on the radio. She was, she was upset. So I'm like, what is this? So I turned up in a listing, and she's talking about the anxiety that her and her students are going to face when the government finally allows them to start going back to normal, meeting in person, and taking off their masks, and she's afraid it's going to happen too quickly because the children are so used to the masks now, they're used to being apart, they're used to living at home, she's afraid that it will hurt them mentally if we tell them they can take the masks off. And I'm like, are you insane? Like, they got you that brainwashed up there that you think now it's bad to take the mask off and that we need to just keep them on? And, you know, President Biden came out here just a few days ago it's hard to keep up with him. And he said that, that people, or no, no, no. Well, I get him confused. Sorry. Dr. Fauci, the Fauci, came out, and they're kind of the similar. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Fauci came out, and he said, hey, if you're vaccinated, you should go the extra mile and wear that mask. Even though you're fully vaccinated, you should wear that mask in areas where there's a low vaccination rate to, to encourage others to, to get vaccinated and to show people that you are, are willing to take that kind of a setback till they're vaccinated. And I'm just like, can enough with the divisiveness already and the control enough of it. And, and it's like pretty soon I, I was in a store earlier today and this is man and woman. Well, I'm not judgmental. They can do whatever they want with their kids. They come walking in. Every one of them had a mask off except the youngest kid. And he's got a mask plastered over his face. Now, I don't know if there's a medical reason, not my business, but I thought to myself, I sure hope there's a good reason for that. Because if you're trying to signal something to everybody else, you're signaling the wrong stuff. Because it's like, let people live, for crying out loud. It's like, wh- wh- why are we so hell-bent on f- making everybody scared to live? You know, these masks, you know, you know there's going to be a variant that's going to come out, and they're going to probably call it the, the, the Brenner variant, and it's going to come out, and they're going <laughs> to say that they're going to have to put masks on going back into school. I think there's already a Delta variant yeah. or something I keep hearing about. But, oh, it's just too much. And Fauci, I mean, if he wants to help, maybe he should just, you know, come clean about the whole uh, gain of function in Wuhan. Oh. You know, but you don't want to talk about that. Oh yeah, we're probably getting kicked off now. Yeah, right. <laughs> are we kicked off? <laughs> no, I mean, oh. but you know, you start talking about this stuff, yep. and you know, you get you get the you get the axe. I j- just out of curiosity, how much money? How much money would you pay hmm. for like? Come on now, five minutes in a room with Doctor Fauci, and nobody would ever find out what went on, and you could just, mm. well. You know, I'm sure we're being monitored, so I have to be careful. <laughs> but I can tell you, it's everything I got in my pocket plus everything I've ever had. There's a, there's a swear jar full of money right oh, there. That's, <laughs> the thing about Fauci is, 
is that he became too important too fast, and the power went to his head. And like you said, Bob, if you really dig down deep, if, if, and I know people don't like to hear the truth, people don't want to hear facts, but if you do dig down deep and you realize what he was involved in in Wuhan, China, with the, the gain of function, with, with the experiments, with the development of COVID-19 and other biological type weapons, people just don't want to hear the truth. The facts are coming out every day if you really want to find it. You can't find them on CNN. But if you actually go to, go to some of these places that are actually telling you what's going on, this didn't just magically come out of some, some bat somewhere bit somebody or they ate some bat and, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden the entire world's on fire. Did you ever see that? Jesus. Before we, before we knew what we know now, did you ever see that meme on Facebook that said, if you ever, <laughs> if you ever think that one person can't change the world, you obviously never ate an undercooked bat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chicken of the cave. They have no business eating bats anyway. But if they, want, if they want to eat a bat, eat a bat. But you can't tell me that hundreds of thousands of people have died because some bat out there was unlucky enough to get ate. And he was carrying the plague. I mean, are you insane? I mean, are, are we that dumb, Mark? Are we that dumb? <laughs> this was engineered by the Chinese military. I'm still laughing about that Facebook meme. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, of course it was. And by the way... And they should I, pay for it. Bat, I've heard, tastes like chicken. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, some things are so gross looking that even if they taste good and they're good for you, you, you just wouldn't want to eat it. Like, I was thinking about this um, yesterday because... I had one of those moments in my garage at the lake oh. that I'm glad nobody saw because it would have been embarrassing mm -hmm. as hell. So I left my garage door just ajar a little bit so the locks didn't kick in so I wouldn't have to mess around the next day. I could just lift them up. And it got, we got some rain. And so I'm in the garage, probably lighting a cigar, who knows. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I walk around to the side of one of the four-wheelers and this gigantic-ass toad jumps out. <laughs> and I... It's probably the highest I've jumped in 20 years. I mean, it was... Oh, God. I thought it, you were going to say you ate it. No, it startled the hell out of me. But I was talking to my buddy about it a little bit ago. I was like, or a little late, bit later, rather. And I was like, you know, those things are totally harmless. And it was so big, I easily could have ate it. And he's like, oh, why didn't you? I'm like, because oh, it's a toad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And But I got to thinking, like... It was big enough to eat. Like, I probably could have fed, you know, there was just two of us at the lake this weekend. We probably could have had a nice little lunch out of that sucker. Oh, I mean, Jen, he, he, was a, he was a big boy. Jen would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys, uh, you know, obviously this mask thing has been an issue that's been going on for a long time. And, you know, we're having fun with this show. And I think, actually, the masks aren't even a problem anymore. The new one that I'm seeing, and especially, I'll call up Menards on it. I don't care. It's, you know. They're the ones that put the sign up there. They said, if you don't have the vaccine, you have to wear a mask to be in here. So I'm waiting for the day that I walk in there without a mask. And they ask me, are you vaccinated? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, that's none of your damn business. And then they're going to say, well, do you have a vaccine card? And then I'm going to say, you mean like a brown star on my shoulder? Like, what are you talking about? How can you put a sign up that says... Unless you have the vaccine, you are not allowed to enter here without a mask. What kind of corporation thinks that they have this kind of control over the, the people that like enter their store? You know, I, I've struggled with that for a while. And, I, you know, there are local businesses here in town other than Menards that are trying to pull this BS. And they do it to their employees, and then they do it to the customers. And, and I'm a big freedom guy. I'm a big independent guy. 
But I'm starting to lose faith in this argument that it's a private business so they can do what they want. The fact of the matter is, is these businesses are publicly, uh, they, they do business with the public. They're, they're more than likely have been given a tax break at some point in their life. They, they, they have a, a license to operate that they pay to the public to operate in town here. And <clears throat> they wouldn't exist without the public. So to tell the public that we have to show proof of vaccination, now, I, like you said, maybe it's not quite there yet, but it's coming. You know, they have the signs up, and it says unvaccinated people, you know, one, one local uh, chain, unvaccinated people uh, must continue to wear masks in our store. Uh, vaccinated do not. But, yeah, they don't ask me yet for that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they make their employees wear masks if they're not vaccinated, and their employees are forced to show vaccination card. Well, Which should be against HIPAA. That, that should be, that reminds me, and I know people are going to say this is a stretch, that reminds me of Nazi Germany. Show your card, show your paper, show me who you are, show me that you belong here. If you don't belong here, get out. There was actually, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, it was either Fauci or one of his minions, said recently that the unvaccinated people in the country are like a cesspool, basically, or a Petri dish for new variants. So whenever we get a new variant, they're going to blame it on unvaccinated people. So you're putting a target on everybody who's unvaccinated, even though that's their, that's their personal right to choose whether to be vaccinated. It used to be. And now you're going to have this big red X or star. And what does that mean? That means that you're the reason that where people are dying, then you're the enemy. See, it's going to, I know it sounds tin hatty, but how do you think they convinced the people in Germany that it was okay to exterminate the Jews? It was, they made them dirty. They said they were the problem for disease. They said, if you go look at history, they labeled all the Jews as all these, these filthy animals that had to be put down. So then people eventually were conditioned to think, well, they're the problem for everything, so let's get rid of them. Sounds a little bit like critical race theory. Yeah, it could obviously be part of that as well. Lee, you want to know the main reason? And I'm, I'm dead 100% hand to God serious. The main reason why I haven't and likely won't get vaccinated unless it prevents me from air travel? Mm-hmm is that I don't want it to get the shot because liberals want me to so bad. Oh, and yeah. I don't trust people. When somebody wants you to do something that freaking bad that doesn't affect them, mm-hmm. I, I, I take up arms. I'm like, well, what? I'm, I'm never going to be around uh, Dr. Fiocchi. Mm-hmm. Never. Why the hell does he care if I get vaccinated? It, it, it used to be. You'd be at, let me, let me illustrate it and then I'll, we'll see what you think about this, Paul. It used to be when you were in a grocery store or a big box store and somebody's kid was acting up and let's say they slapped the kid's hand or they gave him a swat on the butt or they put him in the stroller and locked him up. And, and I was brought up, mind your business, you know, unless they're actually beating the child, you, you're like, well, that's their kid. That's how they're disciplining them. Move on. It's not my business. You, you, it used to be taboo to even, to even look twice at them because it was like, mind your own business. It's my kid. Nowadays, it's freely. I have people all the time, Mark. You've been vaccinated yet? Did you get your second vaccine? Have you gotten your shot yet? And I look at them and I'm like, how, why is it so easy for you to ask me that question? Are you on birth control? You know, that's, that, can you ask people that? Can you just walk up to somebody in a grocery store and ask them that? Are your herpes flaring up? Yeah, have you, have you had, you know... Good grief. But people are conditioned to think that now it's a societal issue, so we have a responsibility to each other to do this. So, so it's safe to assume that prior to all this nonsense, that the people that, that claim this is a societal issue, that they would, I mean, 
they'd be up in arms. They'd be bawling. They'd have to call into work every morning after reading the obituaries for a bunch of people they never met, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think so. You'd think so. Because the, the way I look at it, I see these people and I hear them. You, you, you see it online. You hear them on the radio. You see them on TV. And they're like, oh, if it saves a life, blah, blah, blah. These people wouldn't give a fiddler's if I died tomorrow. Right. They wouldn't care. Where, where have they been all your life? Where have they been? I, Do you get Christmas presents? I, yeah, yeah I, I should have 39 years worth of birthday and Christmas presents coming. They don't care. Anytime so, you've been sick, Mark, and you needed some soup, or have they been b- pounding on your door? Pounding? Where, where have they been? Gallons of it. Yeah, let us take care of you, Mark. You, we're all in this together. It isn't fair. I feel like I've been missing out on literally hundreds of millions of birthday presents and Christmas presents over all these years. No, your health is your problem okay, I, got, I got a perfect perfect example of it okay so just like you know somebody coming up and asking you if you have your vaccine well how about i go you know to well anywhere and see somebody that is clearly overweight and say well are you on a diet mm-hmm. why, why aren't you on a diet you're you're obese mm-hmm. you need you need to be on a diet that's it's a health concern it's <laughs> it's my taxpayer money that you know that if you if you get sick if you have heart problems and also, you're a lot more susceptible to COVID and everything, so you you can transmit it easier because you're obese. So, are you on a diet? I want to see your diet. I want to see your diet. Your your you know whoever you're getting that from. Imagine you're sitting at a local <laughs> establishment, such as Rumors or somewhere, and you're sitting there, and you look over at the next table next to you, and you know Mark's sitting there, and he's got two or three bottles, you know, two or three cans of beer sitting in front of that. Never. And you, and, and you I know it's a stretch, and you get up and you feel it's your duty. So you get up out of your chair and you walk over and you say, hey, you know, right when the server comes to the table. Blow into this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're going to have to cut him off. He's had three. He doesn't need any more. And frankly, it's unhealthy. So cut him off. Ring him up. You know, if he needs a burger, get him a burger. He's good. But if he gets a burger, he can't have fries with it because, frankly, he don't need the fries either. And then you go back and sit down. What would happen? I mean, I know what would happen. But what would happen these if things- people were doing these things in, in the restaurants? But they're doing it with the vaccine. It used to be inappropriate or rude to ask people questions like that. I had, a, I had a really close friend. He's no longer with us. One of the funniest guys ever, but he, he was kind of that way. He mm-hmm. would like purposely um, just say just absurd stuff to people yep. just to get them to, to react. And, oh, I and, love that stuff. Man. You know, I, I remember one specifically. I, we were at the El Rocco bar. And we both were going to the bathroom at the same time. And, and Devin, Devin walked up to this guy that was at a different urinal, puts his arm around him, and he goes, you call that a dick? Come on now. <laughs> he did. <laughs> the reaction was not. I love that kind of stuff, he, though. He, he, the guy eventually got the bit, and he not was laughing, part, you know, because actually Devin didn't even look at him. No. But it was, he got the bit, and, he, and he, we actually all had a beer together afterwards because he had a good sense of humor about it. I don't know if Devin could just tell he wasn't going to get punched or what, but that, that type of stuff used to make for good, you know, yep. barroom humor. And now it's just normal walking into a, a store or a grocery store, and you have to explain your medical history. I saw a, a reel the other day. I cracked me up. It's kind of on the same fa- uh, fashion. And there was a massive car accident, like, on the highway, and they're all standing out, and this guy drives by, and he's like, you can't park there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. But, um, no, but what you're saying is actually going on all the time now. Because if you, mm-hmm. you look at it, I mean, you can see all the videos of people just trying to sit down and have a dinner, and all of a sudden a bunch of people come up to him and say, raise your fist. Or, 
you know, say his name or some other BS, as opposed to just minding their own business. People are just trying to have their dinner, and all of a sudden they're getting accosted by all these people telling them to do commands. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you did you see the? This is another Facebook meme, like because I can't imagine that it was actually done in real life, but. Did you see where they erected like a gigantic bench with uh, George Floyd's likeness, like a statue of him sitting on it? And he had his hands kind of like this or whatever, where they're just sort of prone. And uh, somebody on Facebook goes, here, I fixed it. And they they put a they put a pistol in his right hand and it was was aiming it at a pregnant woman's belly. That's a little bit more of a realistic uh, depiction of how that man lived his life yeah i mean i don't know anything about how he lived his life i'm not going to go down that whole george floyd route because some people are saying that that never happened but i mean you know what the guy as far as i'm concerned i mean he was a criminal i don't think he should be making statues about people that are crime. i mean what happened to him is uh, terrible but yeah i don't think i would i wouldn't think that i would deserve a 900 pound golden statue if i just lived a life of doing nothing that really accomplished anything other than you know, ending up dying. Well, they make it sound like they, 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 they exploit these people. And they make it sound like the best that the, now I'm going to use their terminology, okay. the, bless, the best that the black community has to offer in Minneapolis is George Floyd. That's the best they got. He was a giant teddy bear. And he loved every kid on every corner. And he hugged everybody when they walked into that, that store that he used that fake 20. He hugged everybody. And he, you know what? He didn't put a gun or a knife to that pregnant woman's belly. That's all made up. We, we don't know. He was a great man. And, you know, brutalized and murdered by a white cop. So, you know, we need statues of him up. Where was all the clamor for him before that happened? If he was such a civic leader and such a community leader, how come nobody ever heard of him before then? Well, that that's a, that's a good question, and I I share Paul's sentiment. All right, right. the cop had no business killing him in that fashion. Absolutely, not. absolutely, freaking ridiculous. Throw the book at that guy; he's a douche. I'm actually I'm going to pull up a. There's a. So you know everybody is going on this whole George Floyd thing. And it's because people just have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were going to construct a statue to somebody, this happened way before George Floyd, and it was that guy that got shot in his car, and he was... Castile? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he was a teacher. You know, I mean, and I, I guess he didn't have a gun or anything, but at least that guy wasn't... Shot him right in his car. And yeah. He was just sitting there. Yeah, I remember. But, but yeah, nobody... I mean, if you ask anybody, you know, about all these Black Lives Matter... I mean, I've had... Black Lives Matter person on this show, and I'm like, okay, well, what about Castile? Well, who's that? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you are just rolling the country over this George Floyd thing, but this literally happened like four years prior to George Floyd in Minneapolis, and the guy was actually an upstanding citizen, but that doesn't... Was was, was Castile a a black guy or no? Yeah. He was a black guy. So why the hell did they pick Floyd? They had the video, I think, of, of the cop on his neck, and that was that was priceless. Oh, the video. You know, good that, point. And and I think and 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 I'm not you know like yeah, I, t- Castillo. I I totally agree. July 6, sixteen. You know, obviously Floyd shouldn't have been. You know, he shouldn't have been killed. Any common sense person would say that. But what about what do, can we remember? Do we remember the name? I don't honestly remember. Do you remember the name of the white woman from like Great Britain? who was gunned down 
by a black Somalian officer who was only a police officer because he was Somalian and they had some program to get more Somalians into the police department. And he shot over his partner in the car and shot her in her bathrobe as she was walking up to the cop car. I think her name was Justine Damon. Does that sound right? That's familiar. That's familiar. It could be her. Yoga teacher. Okay. So here's the thing. If she would have been a black woman and a white cop would have shot her, You'd have had Al Sharpton on the scene, and he would have said that they only shot her because she was black. So where was where where is this? They all want to be equal. So where's the equal for her? Oh, and uh, yeah, the guy Mohammed Noir mm-hmm. sentence twelve and a half years. Probably be out in six with good behavior. Twelve and a half years. She called in what she thought was a sexual assault, if I recall, and the police arrived on the scene, and the cop in the driver's seat was going to talk to her. And she came running up to the car because she thought somebody was being brutalized in the alley down the street. And he pulls out his gun and shoots her point blank range over her, his partner who was in the passenger seat or in the driver's seat. That's right. He shot right across him, didn't across he? Across him in the vehicle. I forgot about that. She's you know, in her bathrobe. Did she have an AK underneath her robe? Or what was, what was he thinking? Right. It's not Mogadishu. I mean, come on. It was Minneapolis, for crying out loud. Well, Minneapolis is, is uh, getting to be a rough spot. In 2016, it wasn't as yeah. bad. But right now, man, I... I don't know. I'm not... I got to go... I'm going there Wednesday to pick up a boat. And I'm not super oh. excited. Uh, just about being there. It, it just, it's gotten so nasty there. Well, I just, I'm not trying to compare two lives. It's just, you can't help but make the comparison. It, it, it's, we didn't see burning in the streets. We didn't see riots. We didn't see buildings burned down. Because it was an accident and people were like, okay, well, he's going he's gonna to go to court for it, right? And now it's like, it's just, we're letting him run the narrative. Well, and you need, we need more people talking. I mean, it's almost a certainty that YouTube will, will shut this show down. It'll get flagged almost immediately. Hopefully a few people see it before it does because we hit too many topics. You can't, you're not allowed to talk about George Floyd, critical race no. theory, Joe Biden. You know, those Fauci. Are, it's Fauci. You just, you're, not Brenner. Allowed, you're no longer. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say those names. <laughs> They're the untouchables. So uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully it gets shared enough times and people see it before before YouTube. Uh, maybe Facebook won't, but uh, YouTube probably will. We just hit too many of the too many of the uh, hot words that you're not allowed to say. So, so I just want to finish my point on that deal. If if you if let's just say you want to identify, let's say you're you're a black you're a black American living in like Minneapolis, right? And something happens like George Floyd or Flander Castile or any of these other ones. And, and these so-called black leaders come into town with their high-powered attorneys. You get the L. Sharptons. You get these people. They come in, and they rile everybody up. Got to march in the streets. Remember Maxine Waters? Oh, yeah. She came down, and, and she, you know, we, if they don't find a guilty verdict, well, they're going to hear about it in the streets. And, and they're revving these people up and just gelling them up, right? Nothing says we want unity and we want to be equal than burning everything to hell. So when I'm sitting there in my living room and I'm seeing this on TV, does that make me feel bad about their plight in life? Or does it make me want to get a pickup load full of guys and go to down to Minneapolis and say, enough is enough. We're not all animals. We're human beings. You know what I've always found fascinating is that when, when, they, when they block the streets off and they come up to the vehicles and they start pounding on the vehicle and, Fargo. and trying to rip you out of the car. Yep. And yet, then when somebody just hits the gas and runs them over, they're like, oh, my God, this is an absolute tragedy. 
are you kidding me? If I had my kids in the car, not only would I hit the gas, I'd throw it back in reverse and make sure I finished yacht. Yep. You're trying to mess with my family? I will stop at nothing. That's crazy. So I was actually thinking about that yesterday. Like I was going through that scenario in my head. Like if I was in Minneapolis and you know I had my pickup and all of a sudden somebody started pounding on the the windows or somebody you know took a golf club to it and shattered it and my kids were in the back seat. Oh yeah, I mean they're. I'm, people are going to get run over. And then, like, one of these videos, all of a sudden you see them when a the guy does that, and they get in their cars and they start chasing after him. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden you're going to see me turn around with my AK and start blasting yeah. at that car saying, my children are in the car. Yeah. When the cops show up, I'm going to be like, all right. I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out later. But any reasonable prosecutor, in my opinion, unless they're an absolute activist, would, would look at something like this and go, they're justified. You know, I if, if if I were in in that scenario, not only would I hit him with the car, I'd empty the contents of my left pocket. Yeah, well, I which mean, is, you know, it's it's no it's pretty no, good contents. It's no different than a home invasion. I mean, you don't have the like if somebody breaks into your house and tries to steal your TV, you can't just shoot them point blank because they broke into your house. But if they go towards your children's room, you can blast away. Yeah, legally. I mean, they're, they're going out the picture window either way in my house. But yeah. you know, it this happened to a buddy of mine in Fargo. Back in the, when they were having all these riot, you know, marches in Fargo, Black Lives Matter was there, and they have their own chapter at NDSU. Did you know that? Oh, wonderful. So they have their own chapter at NDSU. And I said, where's UND in three years? Why don't we have, do we have one in Grand Forks here? Because we should, no, we don't need one. <laughs> but they, had a, they have a Black Lives Matter chapter down there, and they were having a, a march. And my buddy was unfortunate enough to take a wrong turn in his little pickup. He has like one of those Toyota pickups, older pickups. He had his wife and his kid in the back seat and their dog. And he saw them coming. Well, as soon as he hit reverse and tried to back up, they surrounded his pickup and they started rocking it. And they were trying, they were pounding on the windows trying to get in. Well, he carries, so he brandished his weapon. That just made him even want it more. Then they were like, you know, are you going to shoot us, all of us? You're going to get all of us? And they're like yes, pounding the on the windows. Yes, the answer is yes, and, I will. <laughs> and he, he backed up. He hit like three people to get away. And he stayed up all night because he's like, they followed me home. I know they know where I live. They're looking for me. They're, you know, somehow they're going to find me. Now, nothing happened with it. But the cops did pay him a visit. Somebody got the license plate and questioned him as to why he hit these people. And he's like, I was in fear for my life, whatever. Thank God in Fargo, the cops were like, okay. You know, next, I think the only thing they said to him was, don't brandish your weapon unless you're going to use it. Because it incited these people even more. And I thought, oh, hell, I would have, <laughs> if you're rocking my truck and my kid's in the back seat and my wife's sitting next to me, you're all getting it. I mean, I'm going down, but, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna run shitties around every one of you, right? I mean, aren't you, Park? Well, I mean, yeah. What I heard out of that is the cops said, why didn't you just shoot him? Yeah, why didn't you just, <laughs> well, right. Well, I mean, good grief. I mean, you can't do that to people. You're rocking their vehicle. You're in fear for your life. That's like your home, you well, know? They it's, think they can. Yeah, apparently so. Holy crap, Lee. We're at almost an hour 20. Oh. We better wrap this baby I'm up. I'm sorry, man. I, you know how Time flies, well, man. That's We got like six topics yet we haven't talked about, but I that'll know. be another Keep time. There's no, there's no time limits it here. It may have to be another time. But, well, you're going to come back on or what? I'll come back on sometime, yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, Can we get Doug Carpenter in here with me at the same I, time? You know what? I, I reached out to Amber Flynn. Oh, she'd be fine, too. Uh, I don't think she's interested. No? No. Well, she loves a microphone. <laughs> uh, I don't think that one. No. Well, it, you know, she kind of quit her gig. She was going on local here, and uh, they weren't letting her talk, so I think she stopped doing that. Oh. Brenner and friends, you know, they, they do all the talking. That's a shame. Well, with that, 
Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow. We've got um, the uh, Morning Update podcast with John Roberts. Make sure to hit that for your dose of what's going on locally. And uh, happy belated Independence Day yeah. to every American without, yeah. without any sort of country before American. Every American. Right. And anything other than American is... You're not American, so you got to be an American. And with that, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate thanks for it. coming out. This is Mark Rust at Episode Eight Com and Sense Uncensored. Thank you, folks.